This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go. Gurez Valley, Kashmir's pristine land, braces itself for a tourism surge. As more and more tourists troop in, the remote valley is poised for a cultural and commercial transformation. Lakshmi Shankaran. The evergreen fever dream of Kashmir as the subcontinent's enchanted Eden might have its antecedents in older travel musings of European raconteurs, often mountaineers, preachers, doctors, and high-ranking officers of the British Empire. These men drew eloquent comparisons between this unheralded wonderland and familiar delights back home. The English rock climber Oscar Eckenstein recalled London's Hampstead Heath upon seeing a blooming garden in Srinagar. While the adventurer Dermot Norris's 1932 guide was titled Kashmir, the Switzerland of India. Eckenstein, who roamed these parts in the 1890s, particularly noted similarities between the Swiss countryside and Gurez, an intimate clasp of small villages in the Kishanganga River Valley. The scenery here exactly resembles the Swiss, but is on a larger scale, he wrote. Gurez was mapped in greater detail by Sir Walter Roper Lawrence, an English civil servant, in his 1895 book, The Valley of Kashmir. He ventured that someday the sweep of its harsh mountain crags, soothing teal streams and freshly tilled plains might pry visitors away from the more obvious appeals of Kashmir's other prominent vacation spots. Gulmarg, Sonmarg and Nagmarg are charming places for a summer holiday, he wrote. Perhaps Pahalgam, the village of the shepherds which stands at the head of the Lida Valley with its healthy forest of pines, and Gurez, which lies at a distance of 35 miles from Bandipura, the port of the Wular Lake, will before long rival in popularity the other Murgs. In the years since, Pahalgam fulfilled the promise of Lawrence's expectations. Gurez, which adjoins the heavily guarded Line of Control, LOC, bordering Pakistan-occupied Kashmir, POK, in Kashmir Valley's north, remained off-limits to travellers until 2007, when restrictions were finally lifted, albeit only for domestic visitors. Each passing season, tourists streamed into Kashmir, steadily increasing in number. But it was not until recently that this swell embraced the self-contained sanctuary of Gurez Valley. Tourism in Kashmir breached records in 2022, with news reports suggesting that anywhere between 1.62 and 1.88 crore visitors came last year to the Union Territory, the highest number for the UT since independence. The year 2023 might leave those milestones in the dust, and the Lieutenant Governor of Jammu and Kashmir, Manoj Sinha, has not let an occasion slip by without mentioning this stratospheric spike. At a golf tournament opening in September 2023, he highlighted the G20 event held in Srinagar as the catalyst for a 350% increase in foreign arrivals to Kashmir from 2022. He revealed that as of two months ago, from September, travel footfall had crossed 1.7 crore visitors and that by the end of December, that statistic would be close to 2 crore visitors. Gurez's contribution to the overall tourism figures is still smaller than that of other destinations, but it is rising. 2022's estimates were around 50,000, but in 2023, 
one lakh tourists had visited the region by July. As fistful as these figures seem, when compared with Gurez's native population, 37,992 as per census 2011, they portend a remarkable commercial and cultural reshaping, teed off originally by the Indian government's abrogation of Article 370 in 2019. No wonder then that everywhere one goes, corner shops, tea stalls, army checkposts, Gurezis respond to the perfunctory questions about how they're doing with head shakes and variations of the same answer. So many tourists. Milk and honey. In September 2023, Pandipura, the main transit hub between Gurez and Srinagar, hosted the Grand Gurez Festival. A travel and cultural fete aimed at drawing more non-Kashmiris to the region by amplifying not only its meadows and farms but also its scope for outdoor pursuits such as angling, river rafting, mountain biking, trekking and camping. The event's top billing was reserved for a polo match which has not been played here in 6 decades. That same month, Gurez was showered with more recognition when the Ministry of Tourism chose its main town center, Davar, as the best tourism village among 750 entries from all over India. To some, all this spotlighting of Gurez is too much too soon. To others, it's delayed wish fulfillment. But its days as a cloaked fairyland where only a lucky few were granted passage are now over. Gurez endears itself to travelers with remote pastoralism and an inaccessible unearthly beauty. Like crossing a moat to enter a castle, before one reaches the green vale, there is a 6-hour drive from Srinagar to Indore. Swerving through dangerous hairpin bends carved out of the grey mountain rock, the Gurez-Bandipura route's highest elevation arrives at Razdan Pass, an unevenly laid concrete mountain road at 11,672 feet or 3,557.6 meters with steep precipices on either side. From here, every checkpoint, the border security force, the army and even the local police scrutinizes tourists to Gurez. Occasionally, a chatty officer softens at the idea of faraway visitors about to discover the bounty in his backyard and smilingly waves one onward. Once Gurez Valley approaches, the landscape flips almost diametrically from granite and dust to milk and honey. Villages here breathe in the glow of the waters from the Kishan Ganga, foaming furiously through Gurez's plains, cupped on either side by forested mountain slopes of willow and fir. Along the basin, rice, beans and millet cultivation flourishes. Walnuts, berries and a host of rare medicinal plants thrive at higher altitudes. Gurez's soil bears many riches, cumin, buckwheat and spices grow widely as do flowers rarely seen in the country's mainland in the distance habba khatun peak 13000 feet of snow-flecked limestone magnificence casts a shadow over all the eye can see it is a near perfect picture of himalayan idyll if not for the barbed loc wire running along the rock face flanking the river a reminder that temporary silence ought not to be mistaken for lasting peace in conversations villagers will raise their finger in the direction of the mountain wire saying see 
On the other side of that is Pakistan. Everything is quite normal. For border communities in Kashmir, geopolitics is a simmering wound that can flare up without warning. Gurezis seem to have grown accustomed, overwhelmingly, to their position on the LOC and the presence of armed forces, posted in their villages for years. We need their help in the winter months, one shopkeeper says, referring to the helicopter service that shuttles villagers to Bandipura once the road to Gurez is snowed in. Another tourist guide remarks that visitors tend to make more of the dispute with our neighbours than they do. This conflict with Pakistan serves a few vested interests in both countries, but we are fed up with it. Lack of basic amenities Before the hordes arrived, mountain trekkers were foremost to discover Gurez's heavenly escape. Even today, they are some of the most conspicuous visitors to the valley, usually camping here to and from short expeditions. Davar, the valley's central town with a busy thoroughfare and a market, advertises plentiful hotels and lodging options, including tents by the riverside. Kaka Palace, the oldest guesthouse here, is a landmark known to many. Inside the guesthouse's crammed restaurant, trekkers with fatigued eyes and slouching backpacks clamour for lunch orders. Hearty chicken curries, dal rice, rajma, with slurps of steaming kahwa on the side. Here and there, one spots family vacationers now. A Bengali couple at breakfast explains their Gure's trip. We both work in different cities, so we end up spending time with each other only when we travel. We chose Kashmir this time and came to Gure's because it is so far from all the rush, said the wife. Kaka Palace does not offer much by way of creature comforts, mere hostel-style accommodations with hot water. The burgeoning throng of tourists headed to the valley in the next few years is bound to demand more. Across the gate from the lodge, construction is on in full swing on a ritzier building, also belonging to the Kaka Palace owner, who plans to inaugurate it in May 2024. This might be Gurez's first five-star hotel, whispers one local driver with a prideful glint in his eye. Zipping through Davar as he ferries tourists on their day trips, he rattles off names of a few other boutique hotels that have mushroomed in Gurez, adding that business here may have outgrown the guesthouse model. Outside a brightly lit pine log cafe, he halts his car to emphasize the sign Log Out Cafe, Gurez's first coffee shop. Beyond mocha lattes and cappuccinos, villagers hope for more substantial changes from tourism. Some have upgraded from wooden homes to concrete structures and day-long indoor heating to alleviate harsh winters. But it remains a challenge given that the entire region still receives electricity only for a few hours in the evening. This despite its proximity to the Kishanganga hydroelectric project, which supplies power to Bandipura and neighbouring areas. In a 2018 column, the Kashmiri bureaucrat Vajahat Habibullah lamented Gurez's lack of basic amenities since independence. The 330MW3 unit, Kishanganga project, will generate 1,713 million units of electricity annually. Of this, the citizens of Gurez will get not a sliver, he wrote. Adding elsewhere, there is no electricity, no piped water, no drainage, no public sanitation, no tarred road, and no hospital. 
among a group of tourism students from Kashmir University enjoying their evening tea at the popular viewpoint Khandya Lotu, the discussions are less heated but nevertheless lively. While debating the merits of Gurez as a destination, one of them said, We are here to prepare a report for our class on what facilities in Gurez can improve the experience for travellers and citizens alike. Another student discusses how they could make travel to these parts more sustainable. Years of negligence have isolated Gurez, but in the earnest optimism of these students, commercial tourism and its lightning pace will send the valley hurtling towards the future it deserves. From another world There are swathes of Gurez unbothered by practicalities, or perhaps spiritually at odds with the quotidian. Even someone not born of this land would not care to change a leaf here. At the base of Habba Khatun, the peak named after a mystic poet who, in some of the legends, wrote pining songs for her lost lover, the former ruler of Kashmir, a cool stream gushes along gently next to the village of Achura. Local people believe this water to possess healing qualities. An old woman in her wooden cloak and koi, a woolen skull cap worn by locals, lugs an oversized bundle of firewood on her back, hunched over like a hook to carry its weight. Watching her trot along quietly, one can strike out the thought of ever complaining about heavy backpacks again. The edge of Tulail Valley, a subtesil of Gurez established in 2014, is one of the region's most romantically bucolic. In Anaikot, another tiny hamlet, women, young and old, carry firewood across shaky bridge planks and stack up logs to build their ancient wooden cabins on stilts, conjuring a time when all that existed were these mountains and these people. Gurez's original settlers are Dards, tribes from Dardistan, who speak a language called Shina. In antiquity, Dardistan encompassed some of the uppermost mountain reaches of India and Pakistan. After partition, Dards have largely been consigned to Gurez, struggling to preserve their heritage even as their surroundings are rapidly modernized. Back at Khandial Point, one observes a slew of makeshift tents, the kind often built by nomads and shepherds consisting of elegant cloth triangles with a single central pole. The Bakarwals have arrived, cries out a tourist guide who sees them. Inside the tents, women dressed in traditional salwar kameez with dupattas covering their heads sit playing with children on their laps. A child gravitates to a tourist's iPhone, posing for pictures playfully. The tourist requests one of the women to pose too, which she relents to after some persuasion. The Bakarwals, chronicled obsessively by travellers around the world, have been a subject of eternal fascination. Rural nomads for life, they're resolutely of another world. Moving through the mountains and pastures with their sheep or goat herds, collecting wildflowers and herbs along the way in large cloth bundles. Come summer, they slowly climb their way up to Gurez from Rajori and Pooch, heading back to the lowlands once snowfall resumes. A Gurez where resorts, ski rinks and golf courses edge out its maverick indigenous peoples might lose what made it special in the first place. Decades ago, Joni Mitchell had warned about paving paradise to put up parking lots, and Gurez seems perched on the cusp of a similar upheaval. The world outside might do well to go gentle on this beautiful valley. Perhaps that is the glorious bargain of any travel 
especially to a place of unfathomable hidden nooks and secrets. The more one sees it, the less one touches the hem of its garment. Getting to Gurez The best time to go to Gurez Valley is in summer or spring, which usually lasts from March to early September, when the blue skies and sapphire brooks are at their most pristine. After this, the road from Bandipura to Gurez is usually covered with snow and cordoned off. Private cabs regularly ply between Srinagar and Gurez. Visitors can also hitch shared cabs from Bandipura. Every traveller to the valley is expected to produce identification documents at the numerous checkpoints along the route. Before 2019, there was only a handful of lodges, homestays or guest houses in Davar. But now, a few more hotels and inns with modern furnishings and amenities are available. Campers can book inflatable tents along the riverbanks in Gurez or Tulel, a valley further inside the mountains which is likened by local people to Pahalgaon. Most hotels have in-house kitchens, barring which there are food stalls and small eateries in the market. Trout fishing is a common pastime here, and it is common for tourists to seek out a plate of fresh catch, roasted in spices, served with piping hot kaffa. Sightseers should take note of two new attractions, the Shinon Mira Center, a museum dedicated to the Dard Shin heritage, and a 130-kilometer road connecting Gurez to Mushko Valley in Kargil, for the first time. Lakshmi Shankaran is a writer and editor based in Pune. This is Frontline on Air. Major stories on the go.